Okay, so as you know, this is the first year our kids um, know that Santa Claus is a facade. Right. So we have been having so much fun with our elf on the shelf. Really? Because <laughs> she's, like, doing things that before I thought would maybe, like... Give it away. Yeah, give it yeah. away or, like, spoil Christmas a little bit. So she TP'd our Christmas tree oh a couple nights gosh. ago. <laughs> the girls came down and were like... This is crazy. <laughs> and then because of that, she was in jail the next day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's been, like, really fun <laughs> now that they're older. Um, my creative juices are flowing. <laughs> so if anybody has any suggestions. I love that. I know. <laughs> it was one of those things, like, I was like, is it fucked up to gift someone who just had kids an elf on the shelf? No, just do it. <laughs> Ruin their life. <laughs> I was thinking about doing that with um, Casey's brother and sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's really fun. And then I know um, that there are kids, like, in high school who their parents will, and college, who their parents will, like, move the elf and send them a picture in the morning. That's and so it's cute. like, come on. But I love it. I think yeah. it's adorable. It's like really fun connection that you can have for this one month of the year yeah it's so sweet i love it yeah as long as you don't use it to punish your kids like yeah. you're in timeout because the elf saw you do such and such right like, no definitely not no um, but this is the <laughs> second week of our winter spectacular so fun so christmasy yeah <laughs> these are the most christmasy cocktails we've ever done <laughs> I just, when you think Nutcracker, all I think about is Toyland. And yeah. for some reason in my head, when I was a kid, I always felt like Toyland was Candyland. Oh, yeah, I definitely Don't did. you combine those in your head? Like the Absolutely. board game Candyland and like Toyland from the Nutcracker, which also it is like because the Sugar Plum Fairy and there's lots of treats and it's oh, Christmasy. Yeah. yeah. So this is fun. Uh, do you want to get a little Physical. Physical. Yes, I do. <laughs> what does the Nutcracker look like? <laughs> so I decided I'm going to do a description of Marie slash Clara, who's okay. the little girl, and then a description of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Perfect. So Marie slash Clara is a female between third and fifth grade in age who is kind, sweet, and clever. She's usually wearing a nightdress in light blue or another pastel color. Um, and that's tied at the waist, uh, kind of empire waist. Mm -hmm. And she typically has long, dark hair tied half up, half down. You know, she always looked like to me. Who? Wendy. Yes. Wendy's exactly. a Clara. Yeah. Wendy's a Clara for sure. Mm -hmm. And then the sugar plum fairy is in a white and pink ballet leotard with a large tutu. She wears her hair in a traditional bun with a small tiara around it. And she is on point shoes during her performance. Love it. So those are our two like leading ladies this evening. <laughs> um, so do you want to know what you're about to drink? I do. It looks fantastic and so Christmassy. <laughs> so this is called Toyland Princess. Mm. And it is equal amounts of amaretto, vanilla vodka, and almond milk. Perfect. And then you shake it and pour it over ice. Now the glass, I used melting dark chocolate early mm -hmm. in the day and dipped the glass in it and then put like the non-parel sprinkles I love non around. I know. <laughs> and then hung a little miniature candy cane off the side. Perfect. Well, cheers. Oh, and I sprinkled cinnamon on it somewhere. <laughs> and whipped cream. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the whipped cream. Mm. It's so good. It tastes I like almond. 
I love amaretto. I, it's yeah. funny because I almost used it in mine and then oh, I funny. didn't. So I'm glad I didn't. But it's and so I, good. It's funny because there's no chocolate in it. But because there's chocolate around the rim of the glass, when you lean in, you smell you chocolate. just enough. It you like inhale enough. it. Mm. Oh, this is nice. Mm, I love this. I okay. could drink this for a decade. Yep. I mean, I'd gain a thousand pounds, but. Yep. All right. Um, I'm excited that both of our cocktails tonight were dessert cocktails, but they weren't too ice creamy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are exactly. very thin dessert cocktails. Yes. I love it. Um, and if you wanted to, you could take the whipped cream out of mine and it would be vegan because it's almond milk. Mm. And like, so if you like remove the whipped cream, everything's good. That's so true. Mm. Okay. So tell me, what do you know about the Nutcracker? Okay. I watched Barbie Nutcracker a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> loved it a thousand movies and books and oh, and films have been made off of this everybody. stage plays yeah um i know that it is a ballet with music by tchaikovsky um i know that uh it's about these i don't actually there's like a mouse king and a sugar plum fairy and two kids and then they're in this land of sweets and there are a lot of dances that now are not super appropriate like there's like a Chinese dance and an Arab dance mm-hmm. and like you know like a Russian dance so they're like okay maybe not make it so like stereotypical so right. I don't know what they've done to help with that now but um but yeah so that's my biggest uh thing it was the Barbie Nutcracker but I don't think they did all of the like individual dances in the Barbie Nutcracker I think they just kind of went from like uh, snowflake dance to sugar plum fairy yeah i think um a lot of the kids movies and books take you through the story of like clara going into this land and yeah. like the nutcracker like saving her from this mouse king mm-hmm. crazy person and like ignore the second act which is the dances from around the world yeah. act like mm-hmm. yeah i think you're totally right so I got this information from a couple articles that I read online, a couple called From Misty to Marie, which is, oh. like, about, like, new black dancers in the Love Nutcracker, it. which is great. And I found a really cool, like, history YouTube guy that does, like, the history of different things, and he did a great YouTube video on, like, the Nutcracker and, like, where it came from and how it was. Perfect. So the Nutcracker itself is, does not come from one story. It's an iteration of four stories. Really? And I thought that the Nutcracker was in its origins Russian and I was incorrect. I thought that too. It's not Russian. What is it? It's German. I mean, it makes sense. Right. I mean, the guy's name is Drosselmeyer. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's funny because when you said that, I was like, what is it? Swedish? (laughs) So close. So the first of the four specific nutcrackers we're going to talk about, and they kind of go in a timeline. They like add to each other as they go. Kind of like we see fairy tales, Mm. you know, it went from, you know, Hans Christian Andersen to the Grimm's version to the Disney version. And it's Mm -hmm. like over time you select pieces of the story that makes sense. It's just, this one is to music by Tchaikovsky. I love it. (laughs) So in 1816 in Berlin, when Germany was still a part of the Prussia or like the Prussian Empire, this guy named Ernst Theodore Wilhelm Hoffmann. What a name. What a name. Wow, so German. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he worked uh, for the courts as a civil servant. But this boy had a side hustle. 
<laughs> Dancing in the ballet. <laughs> He's 40 years old. And he's like, I am so into the arts that instead of Ernst Theodore Wilhelm Hoffman, <laughs> I'm going to be Ernst Theodore Amadeus Hoffman. Okay. In honor of Amadeus Mozart. Perfect. Okay. So his name is now changed. He's 40 years old, working as a clerk. And he's like, this is kind of dry for me. So I'm going to do some things on the side. I am going to compose some music. I'm going to do some drawing and painting, but specifically I'm going to write some fiction stories. Hmm. So one of these stories that he writes, roughly translated out of German, is Nutcracker and the Mouse King. And it follows the Stolbaum, Stolbaum family, specifically the daughter Marie, who now today we know as Clara. Oh, so the name changed. Okay. Right. So Marie is the original name. The story starts on Christmas Eve, and the kids are eagerly awaiting to open their presents. One of Marie's presents is a funny-looking man. <laughs> this Not is a- good. <laughs> I don't like that that's being given to a young girl. <laughs> funny-looking man. Don't give me. Not on my list. You know what? I didn't want this. Take it back. Listen, a sable, a is light there- blue convertible. <laughs> is there a, a, a return ring. seat? <laughs> Blue convertible, maybe. This, absolutely not. <laughs> I need a deed to a diamond mine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So here's the quote from the book. <laughs> his body was rather too tall and stout for his legs, which were short and slight. Moreover, his head was a good deal too large, and on his head, a cap like a miner's. Okay, so was a nutcracker not a thing? <laughs> what the hell? Why didn't you just say it was a fucking nutcracker? <laughs> I don't know why they're describing it like this. <laughs> also, I disagree. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> this is bananas. I hate this. <laughs> this is before the music, so I don't know why I'm yeah. saying it. <laughs> okay, so later in this story, drawing on some like... Pinocchio Frog King vibes. The Nutcracker comes to life and defeats this seven-headed mouse king. Seven-headed mouse seven king. Seven-headed. Oh. Have you ever seen a production where he has seven heads? I've literally only seen one and it was with oh. you like two years ago. Okay, so that one didn't, the king did not have seven heads. When Thank the, God. When the mouse comes out with seven mouse heads, you're like, what is happening? Is this a Grecian fairy tale? Like a Grecian god? I'm obsessed with it. So... Seven-headed mouse king, Nutcracker defeats him, and uh, takes Marie to Toyland, where he's the prince. She finds out at Toyland that he was a real boy, like Pinocchio, Pinocchio, who had been cursed and turned into a Nutcracker, kind of frog kingy. But then she expresses her love for him despite his odd looks. Very also, Beauty and the very Beast. Young? Very young. This is very Beauty and the Beast also. Like, I love you even though... Dot, dot, dot. Okay. So he tr- because of that love, he trans- transforms back into a real boy. And they get married and go to live in Toyland as king and queen. And that's the whole short story. Um... No music. Don't love it. No music. You know, I'm going to say <clears throat> she's too young. Way too young. I feel like this guy loves a child bride and I don't support <laughs> it. Child, um, child bride. <laughs> child brides, toys as husbands. Don't love it. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. Don't buy your daughter a husband for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hashtag no husbands for Christmas. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Okay. So I need to know what the next step is. Okay. How do we get, what is the next step here? Step two. <laughs> 29 years later. 29. 29. So just out in the ether? For 29, 29 years, this for short many story. many years as I have been alive? It's, it's tw- almost. You're 29. No, no, I'm 28. I was like, that's not true. <laughs> I, was, I was really scared for it. Did you see how big my eyes got? Yeah, you were panicked. <laughs> I was like, I've been wrong all this time. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I know what, I know oh what year you were born. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. They're like, I have to rethink your Christmas gift. I was going to get you 28 candles. <laughs> 28 nutcrackers. <laughs> I have it wrapped. Okay. <laughs> so. You know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> if you get me 28 nutcrackers, I will die for laughing. my age. <laughs> Not your age. <laughs> That's perfect. <sighs> okay. It's 1848. And one of the most famous authors of the time is about to release a new short story. <laughs> Call the presses. <laughs> Call them up. <laughs> Alexandra Dumas. Okay, I've heard of him. Yeah, who famously wrote The Three Musketeers and The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. Cristo, not Crisco. <laughs> the Count of Monte Crisco, like for your oven. Also a good sandwich, Monte Cristo. <laughs> so that's that, those are the famous things he wrote. But he is about to release this new short story. Of the Nutcracker, <laughs> but it is just Hoffman's story where he wrote an introduction. Oh, okay, that's bullshit. And like on that. the introduction, though, he did say, "This is not my story." Oh, okay. So he didn't plagiarize. He's like, "I'm just changing some of the characters' names, changing some of their last names." Like he puts a couple tweaks in there, but he's like, "This isn't my story. I'm just re-releasing it." But the thing that he had that. Hoffman didn't have was name recognition. So even though mm-hmm. this story had been out there for almost 30 years, people didn't really care about it. So this story now has farther reach and starts getting translated into multiple languages around the globe. Okay. So now it's like we're reading the Nutcracker and the Mouse King. And when we think about this in the 1800s, this whole fairy tale thing makes sense. This is when a lot of fairy tales about women meeting weird men and the men <laughs> turning into fancy princes become like, you know, everybody, like hip. everybody wants to think that they're pulpers a prince. Yeah. So I then this is like, nobody gave a shit about Dune. And then Timothy Shalmel Bing Bong was the guy from Dune. <laughs> and I know I'm going to see it. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Shalmel Bing Bong. <laughs> I love him. I know. I think uh, this has been fully established. I met a boy the other day that looked like him. I was like, I might run away with you. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Not for- I've been married one month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's really been a while. I'm just kidding. <laughs> JK, JK, don't take my presents back. I didn't look that much like him. <laughs> <laughs> if it was actually Tim Lee Chalde. Oh, that'd be a different story. <laughs> that's a way different story. Okay, so now this is out there, but it's still not a ballet. This is just a not short a ballet story. still. Not okay. a ballet. So then 47 more years. <laughs> 47. Oh my gosh. Out there. They pass. And there's this theater 
in St. Petersburg, Russia, that is like, okay, we're going to make a ballet. And we're going to make it based on this Hoffman Dumas Mouse King story. Okay. They don't even care about Hoffman. This Dumas Mouse King story. Mm-hmm. Hoffman's dead and gone. Doesn't matter. Choreography was written by Marius Petipa. Hmm. And the music is by Tchaikovsky. Mm-hmm. So Petipa gave very specific instructions to Tchaikovsky, who's a famous composer, like a very famous composer. Hold the phone. Hmm. So you're telling me Mm -hmm. that the choreography came Mm -hmm. before the music? So the choreographer wants, yes, yes. The choreographer made these dances and wanted very specific music. This whole story is ass backwards. It's so backwards, Katie. Fuck. So this guy is like, I'm gonna make a ballet based off of this, but I can only choreographone. So then, (laughs) get me on the choreographone. Get me on the choreographone. I need Tchaikovsky (laughs) because Tchaikovsky can compose like a motherfucker, like like an honestly motherfucker. (laughs) So then, he says to Tchaikovsky, "Okay, I need you to know." This is the tempo for every single song. I need you to know this is the exact number of minutes and seconds that this dance is going to last. Make the songs work. That? It, who? What a tall order. Okay. <laughs> what a tall order. Also, what a demand for literally the most famous composer of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And Tchaikovsky's working his ass off. Yeah. And he's like, I don't think I'm going to get it done in time. And he's asking for extensions and... He's like, I just can't do it. It's too much. I can't do it. I want to do it. I can't do it. So he keeps pushing. He asks for an extension, and he gets his extension to 1892, <laughs> which is a little bit after. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Right. Got it. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Nutcracker and Columbus, <laughs> one and the same. So at this point, Petipa had fallen ill, and his assistant, Ivanov, kind of takes over the choreography. But... We don't actually know who choreographed the Nutcracker, mm. whether it was Petipa or Ivanov. Okay, so there's no 60, star 69 for this. No, we can't call back. Dance. And nobody has an idea. <laughs> Not a single idea. Okay. Uh, but we know Tchaikovsky wrote the music. But they perform. It's December 18th. It's Christmas season. It first goes on stage. And this is where that tradition comes from, from going to see it. I mean, the story is on Christmas Eve, but its opening performance is December 18th in St. Petersburg. And it sucks. No! Katie! What a twist! It sucks. What? Everybody hates it. Critics throw it up against the wall. Newspapers tear them apart. They say there's nothing good for the woman ballerina, and it's a step down from the art of ballet. Nothing in it can be described as ballet. This is shocking. People hated it. I don't it. understand this at all. People hated it. But Tchaikovsky is like, I had nothing to do with the ballet. So right. I did the music. So I what honestly, do you think about the music? I honestly don't give a fuck. <laughs> so he decides he's totally indifferent. He like comes out with this quote and he's like, the papers have been tearing us apart another day. And <laughs> exactly yeah, why did I make how it a Russian British? guy sounds. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't do Russian. The papers have been telling us that's French. Yeah. Damn it. I can't do it. The papers have been tearing us apart. Now you sound like Lady Gaga in the new Damn it. <laughs> in the new movie where she's supposed to be Italian. <laughs> Father, son, and house of Tchaikovsky. <laughs> exactly. So they're tearing it apart. But he's like, you know what? My music was still pretty fucking Pretty good. tight. Pretty, pretty tight. Do, 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 do. Very if tight. We just gave that rat like seven less heads. I think we'd be on. <laughs> well, a good... just six less. Okay, I, I six wanted less to have one head. One head. <laughs> he had as many heads as Voldemort had Horcruxes. Katie, connection <laughs> coincidence? I think not. <laughs> I don't think so. Take a rolling. You're wild. <laughs> so he goes. I'm gonna make a special cut of my music. <laughs> a special cut. A special cut. Composer cut. <laughs> limited edition <laughs> honestly that's what it is and he picks like these eight special numbers and puts them together in what is now known as the nutcracker suite <gasps> oh i love it which is what's in fandasia <laughs> the nutcracker suite we just see mushrooms With dancing mushrooms. To <laughs> perfect so uh, that gets super fucking popular. And even though ballets stop performing this terrible, terrible routine, uh-huh. orchestras keep performing the Nutcracker Suite. Okay. So okay. the music has lived on. That's played for 50 more years. <laughs> Just the music. Just the music. Okay. Until. Okay. <laughs> this is the fourth iteration. Until in 19... 19- 54. No. A guy named George Blanchini picks up the idea for the New York City Ballet. <gasps> Wait, did you say? <laughs> I think it's Balanchine, uh, not Blanchini. I, I absolutely. <laughs> what did that word? I was like, can't do it's it. Balanchine. <laughs> Balanchine. George, George Balanchine? No, Blanchini. We're going with Blanchini. He's Italian, right? <laughs> That's when he's at brunch. <laughs> Luncheon, you mean? Luncheon. Plantini. I love my life. That's <laughs> that's when you get your Monte Cristo. <laughs> Monte okay. Cristo. Well, honestly, too, look, I have a pronunciation guide for every other name, except I was like, I'll remember that's that. I'll remember I will say, though, the only reason I know that is because I'm obsessed with the New York City Ballet's YouTube channel. So <laughs> You're full of trash. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Up to I your ate ears. all of the chocolate off of my <laughs> cup. I know. I'm halfway around, but I'm talking. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> so George Blanchinetti <laughs> picks <laughs> Father, son, Blanchinetti. <laughs> Father, son, Blanchinetti. And wait, let's pronounce Tchaikovsky like it should be said. Tchaikovsky. <laughs> it starts with a T, Katie. Tchaikovsky. Okay. He picks up the idea for the New York City Ballet. He reworks all the numbers, but uses the same music. He creates his own choreography, his own staging, his own costumes, everything. And this is the version that we watched today. Oh, that's, I, I can't believe that he did it because like when they, again, on their YouTube channel, when they talk about the Nutcracker, they always say like, 
ours is still like the fastest version. Like we jump higher. Our kicks are crisper. Our points are pointier. And it's the, whatever. Fam- it's the famous version. It's like the version that's oh. performed everywhere. My gosh. Um. So one important thing is the prima ballerina. This was a shift. People were really concerned when they were making this a ballet that the Marie slash Clara character is a child. Mm-hmm. And if you have your main prima ballerina as a child, they're just not going to be able to do the things that right. an adult ballerina can do. Right. So the Sugar Plum Fairy, while it was in the St. Petersburg edition, was really perfected by Blanchinetti. <laughs> <laughs> By Mr. Bellini. <laughs> I can't, we got to keep making new names. Okay. It was really perfected. Bologna Cheney. <laughs> I can't stop. Okay. We got to keep going so with sorry. it. It's, this is it from now on. Um, so the Sugar Plum Fairy, instead, instead of being a child, is now like a true prima ballerina. Okay. So uh, in the Russian version Antoinette was an Italian dancer that debuted in St. Peanut St. Peter's Petersburg. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> You're out of pocket tonight. That's St. <laughs> <Saint> Petersburg. <laughs> Have you heard there's a rumor in St. Petersburg? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there are chefs just <laughs> running down the street. Uh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay. St. Petersburg. <laughs> I like everyone. Know that was not intentional. <laughs> I just mispronounced it again. Okay. <laughs> Okay. We're, I like they're like, this is a really short story. This is gonna be like an hour long episode. Okay, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So they're in St. Petersburg, but they got terrible reviews, as we know. Covered that earlier. Yep. But we think the issue was that she was Italian. And <laughs> the critics they just hated Italian. They were people. just like, We like the Russian ballet. Who's this Italian woman? Wow, what? So that might be the reason that people <laughs> trashed the ballet. What a bullshit misunderstanding. It's like racism. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, put it on a tote bag. <laughs> what a bullshit <laughs> misunderstanding. Racism, colon, what a bullshit misunderstanding. Oh my God. Okay. So. <laughs> it's so funny because there are so many Russian ballerinas. <laughs> it's like you couldn't pick one for the premiere of this very important show. I guess not. I guess not. Okay. But um, on the New York City Ballet, Maria Tolchev was the first person who was the Sugar Plum okay. Fairy. The Sugar Plum Fairy is the first role that many ballerinas aspire to be at their local home studios. This is not only a symbol of the season, but it's an important stepping stone in the life of a young ballerina. Her song is probably the most recognizable of all the songs. And when Petipa gave Tchaikovsky instructions, he said, I want it to sound as if drops of water were shooting out of fountains. And that was matched superbly. Like, it's actually what that song sounds like. Yeah. In 2015, a woman named Michaela was the first black sugar plum fairy 
in the Dutch National Ballet <gasps> production of The Nutcracker. Wow. In worldwide. Worldwide. What year was that? 2015. 2000. That's how long it took? Yeah, the Netherlands Holy had the shit. first black sugar plum fairy. And in 2019, a little girl named Charlotte became the first young black girl to be cast as Clara in the New York City Ballet. Mm. And that's the article I referenced earlier called From Misty to Marie about young uh, black dancers really getting their turn in the spotlight after years of being turned away because the role was written for a white girl. Right. Oh, my gosh. And that's the story of the Nutcracker. Honestly, it was so much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I thought and like. Also, how the whole thing was worked backwards of, like, we have the story and we have the core. Who in their right mind writes choreography before the music? For songs that aren't made yet. They're not even made yet. Right. You have literally nothing to go off of. Like, that's so crazy. I thought it was a really fun story. And I think, like... I think the Nutcracker is interesting because you're right. The ballet is two separate things. It's yeah. this story of Clara, but then once she gets to Toyland, it's this like bananas, like a dance bonanza. Yeah. It's like a party. And every dance is different with different costumes and different this and different that. And I think over the years they've been reworking it to make it more kosher. Right. Like um, it's not called the Arab dance anymore. It's called like the coffee dance, right. you know? And I feel like they're, I think that maybe one of the things they're trying to do is make it more yeah. like to food and drinks mm-hmm. instead of ethnicity. <laughs> yeah. Instead of ethnicity, but also I think what they're trying to keep in the soul of it is like honoring different dance styles from around the world because Mm -hmm. i think the original intent was like look at all these amazing ways that people dance like we are a ballet but there Mm -hmm. are other things which is admirable for somebody in a russian ballet to do because they really think they're the cream of the crop (laughs) so like for them to be like hey but look this is the type of dancing that happens here and this happens here they just did it a little bit too on the nose well, and i think it was um too cartoonish yeah you know and if you yes. just like actually make it authentic and traditional mm-hmm. that's one thing but right. having you know a bunch of like white people in paper ha- like you know rice yeah, hats exactly you know, like, yes yes that's a whole other thing so it's um it's been more dramatized i think the second yeah. half has been totally more dramatized over the years and i'm sure there's a lot of things that still need to be worked out but people a lot of the articles i read said that people have been working to make that part of the musical kind of like being at epcot center yeah in disney oh, like, i love that i'm bouncing from place to place and seeing all these different cultures and all these different people which back when this musical was written people didn't have a chance to do that right i can watch documentaries now on netflix about people around the world people couldn't do that if they were sitting in the new york city ballet they had yeah. no chance well and i love that actually it's so funny that you did this because i didn't know that this is what you were doing and um ashley Boudier, who is a a dancer with the New York City Ballet. She has done the Sugar Plum Fairy many times. And she did this whole post today, actually, about, like, preserving the Nutcracker and its songs and its dances without canceling it. You Mm -hmm. know, making it more inclusive, making it better. But not just saying, let's scrap the whole ballet because this stuff has been problematic in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, which I love that they're like, no, let's just rework it so it's not offensive to people. Like, you know, let's like, which I thought was really interesting. And, and she said, and you know, we're still working on it. 
Yeah, and they we haven't hi- perfected it yet. The like, history of the Nutcracker is being reworked. Yeah. It's done it its whole life. And I also, I didn't know that the history of the Nutcracker was from so many different places and people and storylines. Like, I thought it was solely based in Russia. So, like, yeah. that was a real um, a real turn for me. That's really interesting. And it's fun that so many people have added to it. And now we can say, okay, now that we have more information, right. let's make this toy. Because really, it's the Toyland part that is the yeah. part that is pretty offensive. And yeah. ca- can be. Can be. Can yeah. be done in a pretty offensive way. So, yeah. like. If you stop and look at the Toyland part and try to rework it so that it's honorable and classy and showcases a part of the world instead of, like you said, cartoonizing yeah. mm-hmm. a part of the world, it'll be, a, I mean, it will continue to be a really wonderfully established yeah. ballet. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you for telling me that story. I mm. absolutely loved it. We hope you enjoyed our two-part holiday series. Um, (laughs) Come find us everywhere. Please do. Um, We're on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. You can email us at herstronthorocks at gmail.com. We do really, I know so many people send us requests and we do really take them into consideration. But it is also very difficult. Uh, we have a super a long list. <laughs> and we, we are working through them. I mean, we're yeah. on season 11. We keep yeah. knocking them out. Yeah. So tune in next week for the beginning of season 11. I don't know how who Allie's going to do. She doesn't know who I'm going to do. And it's going to be a blast. Oh, I oh. can't wait till you hear who I'm going to do. Oh, I can't wait. It's no. going to kill you. <laughs> so thank you again. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you get a chance. It's the best way to show your love. And never forget that well-behaved women. Uh... Don't I don't have no I don't got one. <laughs> <laughs> um let's think of one. Okay, well-behaved women um uh, <laughs> don't eat pizza with their hands. Well-behaved women That's true. They don't. Don't use honey mustard sauce on their salad. Well-behaved <laughs> women actually crack their nuts with a nutcracker. Wow. <laughs> Never done it. Never, Never done it. I did when I was a kid and it doesn't work that well. Wait, like a handheld one or in <laughs> Yeah, like an actual, oh, like, no, with no, the no. beard and everything no. nutcracker. Did they I, have, I have did a metal have, handle. Did he have metal jaws? No, we had wood jaws. How like you George Washington. <laughs> you can't. Okay. Now we know. All right. Well, we love you, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. <Bye. listening to her story on the rocks we are independently produced by 1986 entertainment and proudly recorded in baltimore maryland if there's a woman in history you would like us to cover you can email us at herstoryontherocks at gmail.com you can also message us on twitter or instagram we post all of our cocktail recipes on tuesdays so that you can go get all the supplies you need and drink along with us see you next week bye